0: 104.7 The Cave, KKLH, Marshfield, Springfield, a proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network.
1: Touchdown, Kansas City!
0: Now, it's time for Ned Talk.
2: And we are broadcasting live from the armpit of America, (laughs) Springfield, Missouri. It's Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, your local live sports talk show. I am Joe Weston. Joined by Ned Reynolds. Ned, how are you? You might elaborate a
1: little bit. That's yeah. not our perception. That's not well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. I'm it from, is sports-related, Yeah,
2: I am from here. And I will tell you that uh, Springfield's not the community used to be, and that's not the old man and me talking. <laughs> it's it's really trashy in this town.
1: Pick up your trash, people. But that comment, though, that you uh, made was uttered by an, a, a PGA golfer on his recollection of playing here. and he, uh, that's That's... That's over and above. You don't get away with something like Armpit America. And the, the answer to your question is doing great. Sunny, it's warm. We have baseball on the agenda. Hey, everything is everything is good.
2: He's obviously never been to Tulsa. Alec, <laughs> how, <like, laughs> how are you doing today? Doing well. I was going to ask, if we're the armpit, what's that make, Florida?
3: <laughs> Ooh, that's <laughs> a good point.
2: <laughs> Somebody once said, uh, a famous columnist said, if you took America and shook it, Held it upside down and shook it all the crazy falls to Florida, and that was his theory for why the way Florida is the way that it is. Plate tectonics.
3: Yeah, Josh Roberts <laughs> it, is with us. Josh, how are you? I'm doing great. This conversation is off to an awesome start.
2: It is. It is awesome. Off to an awesome start. It was good to pick up the. Uh, I saw it on Facebook, which is which really cracks me up because Ned came in today and he said I got the Sunday paper, and I read. Where Springfield is the armpit of America, and I read that like Thursday on Facebook. That's how up to date our paper is.
1: Well, not being a subscriber to Facebook and not knowing how to spell it, I had to go, <laughs> <laughs> had to, go to the newspaper. But I did see that article today, and that, that's that's just over and above. Apparently, it was the comment of a player. I don't. He's number seventy in the world, or something like that, and he was being interviewed on a podcast. And he was asked to, I think, recall some of his poorer moments as a young golfer coming up. Yeah, Springfield, Missouri, which was quote, and that was a quote, Armpit of America. But his basis for saying that was because it happened to be very warm during the, the tournament, like he described it as a million degrees or something like that. And that was the basis of his argument. Didn't say anything about the people. He complimented the people and complimented the surroundings. So that's the gist of no something's wrong here so
2: i think also too the alcohol here was pretty good because he goes on in the article to talk about being hung over while he played <laughs> that's
1: his fault yeah
2: that's his <laughs> fault that's actually his fault right so the armpit of america you know david sedaris described uh springfield as the saddest place in the united states so really yeah so yeah not some glowing compliments Goodness. for our for our town but Let's uh let's start out, let's talk about it. We've we've already been discussing it in the studio this morning, and I, I, I like the differing opinion. The NFL PA survey that went around to thirteen hundred current NFL players and they gave grades to organizations and Alec, you were you closely followed this article. So tell us what the, the the categories were
4: yeah so i'll get them out here because so yeah it was a survey that was performed by the nfl pa players association 40 nfl a survey from them by players they surveyed 1300 current nfl players about their current roster their current team they're on that way to avoid you know being able to talk smack on like a former club but the categories were treatment of families nutrition weight room strength staff training room training staff locker room and travel so they kind of just asked each player like hey what are, you, what are your thoughts on the current state of your team they they wanted to try and put a better resource out there for free agents people who are picking where they want to go next kind of let them know hey what's it really like when you get there what's it going to be like when you're taking your kids there what's going to be like when you're going to away games spending time in training camp you know eating in the facility so they could try and get a better idea and also to put teams on notice a little bit so you know I think it's hilarious has happened while the combine was going on. Cause a lot of these owners are together and they can be like, Hey, nice F minus. She got on travel. there. Buddy. <laughs> right. My guy's got an A. So I think I, the ultimate goal is also to call it into attention. So teams maybe start upping the quality of these things a little bit. Listen to the players. Public shaming. Yeah. I think is the <laughs> it's the case. Yeah. And,
2: and the chiefs didn't do very well. No. 29th out of 32 teams,
4: 29th of 32. And you know, you can automatically slot Washington into 32. That's a that's an automatic given, I think, based on how we've seen these run. But I will say, you know, for all of this, there was no real correlation between on-field success versus how the players rated. There was a lot of really good teams were down near the bottom. Uh, the, the most common factor was how new are your facilities, and that's going to be a given then bigger, newer, nicer facilities are going to make people generally a bit happier. And a lot of the teams that were at the top were teams that were investing money in that kind of stuff. Ned, your thoughts on this uh,
2: non-story?
1: Well, number one, I didn't even know they took a poll like this, number one. But number two is we don't really have a close association with it. You can only judge from the perception of the other players. And every individual is different from his perception of how a good organization should be. So I don't put a whole lot of credibility in I do into what the players think, but into a general consensus that the Chiefs are, what, 29 of 32? Hey, no. It's a very good organization, very well run. You don't win two Super Bowls in the last four years and not be one. So you have to think that this is, uh, oh, maybe a little bit nitpicking as well when you're maybe comparing it to some other teams. So in terms of the credibility, no, I don't put a whole lot into it. Not being a player, you can't.
4: Alec, what are your thoughts on it? Again, I think I think it's a good resource. The fact that it's done by the players makes me like, you know, it's I think it's a good thing to have out there. I think it's a good way for them to express their opinions on certain things where I think for the most part, a lot of it, you could have come in average, but everyone ranked that particular category pretty well. But, it's, you know, it sheds a little light on things. Like I'm, I'm looking at it now. The Chiefs are one of 11, uh, one of 11 teams that do not offer daycare. For, which like that's that's something that's going to matter to guys who are you know as they start getting older and really start starting their families they're going to want things like that. The big thing that was but interesting for
3: making millions of dollars they, they can afford their they own can care.
4: but wouldn't it be nice to have that weight off to just know it's there where I go. The big thing with Kansas City that drew a lot of attention is the trainings. The head trainer Rick Burkholder was specifically called out by a lot of players is something they made a special note about that a lot of players felt. And they felt that they were discouraged from reporting their injuries. They do not feel they get the personal care that they should and fear retribution for speaking up about better care. And a lot of that might go back to that head trainer. So, again, it's if it's always, I think, a good thing to give your players, if even if it has to be an anonymous platform to speak out, because if enough people are saying something's a problem, where there's smoke, there's fire. Josh?
3: Well, I, I don't want to make light of it. I mean, if it if it's a poll of players, then it's obviously things that they feel need to be addressed. And I think that's the importance of this. I didn't realize – I mean, it makes sense that they only ask them questions about their own current franchise. Because, I mean, they could just badmouth every other team if they wanted and make them look bad. I'd be curious to know how the questions were asked because you can always get – you could, you can skew the result of mm-hmm. a poll by the way you ask a question – to where it's leading you to make a negative response. Uh, I'm not implying that that's what they did here, but I just wonder what what's the purpose of this poll, other than just gathering information about the the level of these facilities? Because the questions they asked are all really related to the facilities themselves, and not the coaching staff or. Anything else? So you
1: also have to take into consideration what the numerical difference was in a lot of these categories. Too is it substantial? Well, like yeah, hundred people for one and nobody for the other, uh, and and we don't know that.
3: And I'm sure that it's they're all. I would assume they're all fairly tightly positioned. Sure, like the know. difference between ten and thirty is probably not a huge amount of difference, but I could be wrong there. Who knows? But it is something that obviously they need to to address. I mean, if these players are not happy about some of the conditions of their Facility, then fix it.
1: Alec is correct about Rick Burkholder. That that name was mentioned. That's the only individual name that we saw. It may have been others with other teams, but in regards to this one, Burkholder, who came to the Chiefs from the Philadelphia Eagles. He was one of Andy Reid's key resources who he brought over in 2012, and as a result, he has been with them. I haven't seen any on the field, any manifestation of. Problems with a yeah. trainer or anything like that. And then every trainer has his own uh, protocol that he goes through. But uh, I don't know. I just I, I have trouble really rationalizing what they're talking about and things. like. But then again, we're not involved.
2: I think one of the things that's interesting to me when you look at these leagues of professional leagues is football is still very much an owner's league. Mm-hmm. And you look at the opposite of that, the polar opposite of that is baseball. And you, we talked a few weeks back about the city of Springfield purchasing the Hammond's Field and that the level that they had to come up to for minor league baseball, things like free food for the players
4: while they're here. And I think there was one team that Alec mentioned that they had to pay. Arizona. I, I said the Arizona Cardinals, if you are on their roster, you're, you're, what you eat in the cafeteria there is getting docked from your pay. They're like the only team huh. that does that, right? And which it's, it's, it's that's just such a shocking thing to me when your your body is your you know that's you that's your tool for your work, you know, and you would it's in the team's best interest to keep you at the best functioning right, like you know ability you can be at. So and you know so I think it can be a good thing to call attention, but also you know it is in its own way a non-story because this would be the equivalent of if your workplace put out a survey and the results got leaked to the public it's not (laughs) it's not something you can relate to unless you're in it but
2: i i just think it's really interesting just in the sense that i do view this as the nflpa's way of of doing a little public shaming oh yeah and saying you've got to get your act together you've got to put these things in place so that you can bring in players top quality players and keep those players now i know there's a famous saying in all of sports ned could probably tell me who said it the best deodorant is winning and the chiefs <laughs> mm-hmm. smell really good right now oh, <laughs> you're yeah. up close to them so i mean i don't think this has a huge impact on them because players are going to want play for the chiefs because they see a winning culture they see a winning team they see winning head coach winning quarterback so all those things are going to draw players but some of these teams that are on the fringes here they really should maybe address some of these issues i mean arizona's really got to to step back and evaluate themselves but again i think alex is exactly right if you look at the teams that finished at the top of this list they were all teams with brand new facilities
1: mm-hmm. well and and in that regard though the, the key item here, and you mentioned players wanted to play for the Chiefs, it, what's the difference in salaries? There is none, zero, because it's all mandated by the league. Now, the league can't mandate your facilities. That's, that's an individual, that's a team-sponsored circumstance, same in Major League Baseball. But the Major League Baseball folks can tell you how you're going to operate the whole circumstance, because they own the minor leagues as well. But there is no minor league in, in pro football, so you can't utilize that as one of your categories. I think it's more a perception from the players. And, uh, again, we don't know what the numerical differences are here. Probably not very substantial. So, no, I think the Chiefs operate a great organization. I think they do well, and I think most of the players are very happy to be there. And there's some who want to be there, a Patrick Mahomes and a Chris Jones and a Frank Clark and I'm sure Bolton. They Hey, they're, they're in good shape. They like what they do. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: and it, you know, usually when you hear about an athletic trainer, it is usually after a player leaves the team, and we've heard none of that scuttlebutt in the Chiefs for about the Chiefs or in their organization.
4: Yeah, I'd, so I'd say you know it, the team seems to be run well. That's like, like we said, there's no real correlation between on-field success and and winning covers up most everything. That what the <laughs> happiest thing, the happiest your players can be is when they're winning. You haven't heard anything really anything about any Chiefs players being drama starters or unhappy with their role and it's because they're winning. That the stuff only, only tends Alex, to come out when they're losing.
1: The only thing in regards to that is their behavior at the big rally. And there were some people, some, a very limited number, but some who decided they would write into the Kansas City Star and say, we were disappointed in
3: the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs had been
1: drinking, oh my
3: goodness.
4: Have you never watched a parade, (laughs) a Super Bowl parade before?
3: Go to a Super Bowl parade if you don't want to see people who are drunk.
2: Mm. Well, it's not a big deal. I mean, it really, it was kind of ridiculous, don't you think? Yep. Much to do about nothing. Much to do about nothing. Yeah, but it, I I think if you're on one side of this list, like if specifically if you're a, if you're a in the ownership group at the Washington Commanders, don't you think you have to reevaluate here? Oh I mean, I it's, ju- it's just piling on at this moment for that organization. I mean, we have to consider that to be one of the worst run organizations in all sports. Well,
1: the National Football League owners have gotten together and have tried to get rid of Snyder. But they, they're, so far, their efforts have failed, and Mr. Snyder's going to stay on as long as he wants to. There is no rule, to my knowledge, unless there's some legal aspect of life that has been violated. And I'm not going to make references to what, but he has done none of that, apparently. They just want him out of there. The one item I think that they're most angry about is the fact that in pro football, when the visiting team comes in, I think it's four, they get 30 or 40%. I'm not sure what the... The breakdown is of the gate, and he has withheld that number, and he's withheld it for a couple of years now. So the other teams say we'll say the chiefs going into Washington. They haven't received their fair share from the gate in whatever the case might be. That in and of itself right there is a problem, but that's why they're angry with this guy. He just hasn't played by their rules.
2: He's currently under investigation, if I'm not mistaken, by the FBI for some loans Kind of off-the-book loans that were made. I don't know if they had anything to do with the commanders, but I think they had some of his business dealings outside of that.
1: Could be. Could very well be. They got George Steinbrenner on that a number of years ago. (laughs) Anything can happen.
2: George Steinbrenner's a saint. Don't you know that? (laughs) The saint of George Steinbrenner? Let's not talk badly about it. St. Steinbrenner saint
1: Steinbrenner, and yeah, what was it what was the team that he owned i've forgotten what it is now um, we
2: may never know don't hurt me there don't make don't make me bring it up to you don't make me tell you about the most successful sports franchise in all of
3: sports yeah. the montreal canadians no not the
2: montreal canadians not the montreal canadians the harlem right. Globetrotters? The
3: Harlem Globetrotters never <laughs> lost a game <laughs>
1: What other questions do we have? What well,
2: we can. Uh, we, uh, did you stay up late last night and watch Travis Kelsey on Saturday Night Live? <laughs> no,
1: I, I must admit I did not. It was otherwise occupied. but uh, he got, Tell no, us no, about no. that otherwise occupied No, no, no. I was out visiting. <laughs> But the fact of the matter remains, it gets very good reviews, and Kelsey does. Now, you saw it, I assume?
2: I did not. I went to bed. One of my dogs wanted to watch it. Uh, she's a big Travis Kelsey fan. <laughs> but we, we all went to bed. We didn't uh, we didn't stay up and watch the show. What about you, Alec? Nah, unfortunately, did not catch it. Uh, also in bed. Josh?
3: No, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in years. And Travis
2: Kelsey didn't make you want to watch no, it? No,
3: I'm sure he was hilarious. The dude's got good comedic timing, and he's a goofball, so... I'm sure he had a good good time, and I bet it was entertaining. It He's, never
1: is the same as the original with Chevy Chase and all oh yeah. of the old old regulars they
3: had. That was big time. Oh yeah, then. that original cast was the best. And, but Murphy, then the cast yeah. with Eddie Murphy was really good too. Well, then they had a <laughs> cast
2: after that that was really good. But Dennis Miller and uh, oh, it's, yeah, and they, the kind Chris Farley cast was really kind good. of comes and flows. It does. You know, there's yeah. some times when it's not good, and there's I I don't even honestly can't even tell you who's on it right now. Mm-mm. I uh, I think Travis Kelsey's a guy that's got it pretty much can write his ticket once he decides to hang up his cleats because he's articulate he's good looking he's funny he uh, doesn't mind saying what's on his mind I can see him sitting in the booth I could see him actually being an actor if he wanted sure. to be yeah yeah what do you think Ned?
1: Don't he care. has a lot <laughs> going for him he he portrays himself very well his brother is is also in that same category perhaps not quite as effusive as as travis is but by the same token hey they've got they they know how to how to react to public acclaim and that's Mm -hmm. that's a key right there you don't shy away you know you you make the most of it
4: and you can tell they really enjoy the podcast they do together do the kelsey brothers the only thing i could see with travis and maybe not he might end up wanting to stay away from football is if he gets used to being on a podcast saying what he wants how he wants (laughs) and stepping into a broadcast booth. they they put a bit of a leash on you, and he he might not care for that after yeah. the freedom he has right now running his own show. We'll talk about more about
2: what's happening in the NFL next because there's a lot going on right now with free agency and some players declaring, and also the draft is coming up. and We'll discuss it all in Ned Talk next.
0: You're listening to Ned Talk. On 104.7, The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7, The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network.
2: Sunday afternoon, we are sitting around watching some sports on the TV, talking about sports, lot going on. Let's uh, try to cut through the NFL stuff really quickly because Neb wants to get two hoops. Beat me up in the, uh, in the break. We got to talk hoops. We got to talk hoops. But let's talk a little bit more about football. The draft is on the way. Chiefs have the 31st pick in the first round. But there's some moves being going on. Daniel Jones has now said that he will not opt out he will opt out of his contract to become a free agent so there's another quarterback that's on the market right now that people are might have some interest in there's some thought that the browns might trade nick chubb and start all over again there is a lot of talk about michael thomas being out on the free agent market and of course there's quarterbacks out there too there's aaron Rodgers and Derek carr is making his tour so um, Your thoughts, Ned. What do you think about all this movement, the hot stove for football? Really can't
1: even comment on it because there's nothing that's happened. Now we do have the combine going on in which you have all of the top individuals, at least most of them anyway, going through what the coaches or what they hope the coaches see will be certainly credible performances for the draft coming up but in terms of players moving in free agency I don't think free agency starts until I I, I want to say it's March the 15th or 16th somewhere around there that's when the new NFL season begins and that's when teams can declare their franchise players and uh, who they might might be willing to trade or allow to uh, walk away in free agency because your salary cap comes into play so it's really other than discussion standpoints, which doesn't prove a thing, uh, kind of fruitless to talk about this until that official day comes along.
2: Oh, but that's what we do. We do fruitless things. We talk <laughs> about sports. We we project. We we guess. We make predictions. What do you think,
4: <laughs> Alec? You, it, the quarterback thing is going to be interesting to unfold because everyone. I feel like that whole quarterback free agency market is waiting on bated breath for what Aaron Rodgers. Wants to do, be it retire or move on from Green Bay or go back, go back. I think if he wants to go back, Green Bay is willing to have him back. But you know, at the moment, we don't know for sure. But like Ned said, you know, no one can sign anybody anyway. At this point, it's all we're just having fun speculating. I do believe Derek Carr actually is able to sign with a team right now if he so chooses, based he, he due to the way he was were let go from the Raiders. And so I think he's done a very smart thing. He's been at the combine meeting with, you know, if, if, Hey, if everyone's there anyway, why don't I go to and throw my name out there? He's going to go to a club and probably make them better because I think Derek Carr is a pretty good quarterback. And, you know, when the quarterback of the Raiders has not been an enviable position for the better part of two decades now. So I think he did the best as he could. Um, but I, I look forward to it, that when that league year kicks off and it's all going to start with – I think it will all start with draft pick trading. Everyone's looking to see what Chicago does with that number one overall pick because they don't need the quarterback. Is someone willing to go jump up and get it? And once that starts, I think all the dominoes start falling. Think
1: about the Bears, though. They may draft a quarterback for trade purposes because sure. they could really get well if they get a, a key individual in there as a, as a top draft choice, uh, Bryce Young or somebody of that caliber that would that would bode very good for them if they can beef up their line, and know, uh, yeah, they don't need a quarterback got Josh Fields there, and he's certainly more than capable. So I think a lot depends on just exactly who proves themselves in in the combine and what the circumstances are in terms of where your philosophy is in the
3: front office. Josh, I don't think Aaron Rodgers goes back to the Packers, so I think the Packers will get either Daniel Jones or um, a young quarterback if they can. I don't think they'll try to draft one. I think they want somebody that can step in and play immediately. So I think that's where free agency will affect them. Um, I think you're right. I feel like the the Bears will draft whoever the best quarterback is in the draft. And then trade him. And then trade him for several players. To somebody like Detroit or Cleveland or some team that just can't get their stuff together, um, yeah, I mean it'll be interesting. It's, I think the Chiefs need to just stay the course. They need to. If you, if you really didn't fall, follow football this
2: season, did you? What do you mean? Detroit had a really good year.
3: Did they? They did. did. They make the playoffs. <laughs> they, they
2: came were, close. They're about they one off. game shy. And, they get really and, close. Yeah, and really Cleveland has a quarterback with well, the biggest
4: guaranteed money deal in history. They can't. I did. They're not moving him. I did not follow the Detroit
3: Lions or the Cleveland Browns. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You can, perennial. You can be doghouses.
4: forgiven for assuming they're bad. Yeah. Exactly. That, <laughs> no. I
3: always assume they're bad. I don't think they
1: will be. Not next year. Especially Detroit. They were coming on and mm. playing well, and they were kind of a. Uh, Trendy choice to do well in their preseason camp. They were featured on national television, and all this thing got off to a very slow start. But they came on and played very well toward the end. And these guys just mentioned barely missed making the playoffs.
2: Yeah, played. We're a really decent team this year. So let's uh, let's switch gears and go to the hoops and talk about that because there's a ton going on. It is uh, March is here, so it's March Madness, and we're a week away from selection show.
1: And we are in the midst of the final year for the high school state championships being here in Springfield. Oh. And that begins on Thursday of this week. Now, this is the classes one, two, and three. These are the smaller schools. The larger schools are next weekend. But in terms I just happened to write this down too, <laughs> in terms of local teams playing, the class two I beg your pardon, the Class 1, the Class 1, the girls and boys will begin their play on Thursday over the Great Southern Bank Arena and the Hammond Student Center. And we have teams from Chadwick, Norwood, these are girls teams, El Dorado Springs, Fairgrove, and Skyline, and they will play each other. Oh, wow. Because they're in just opposite districts that happen to end up. They play on Thursday at 8 o'clock, Skyline and Fairgrove, El Dorado Springs at 6, in Class 3, in Class 2, The Norwood girls are playing at 8 o'clock on Thursday night, and the Chadwick girls play at 4. As far as Class 2, Class 1 has no teams from this area, none. Class 2 boys, the Hartville team is in. They're perennial state championship contenders. And the Thayer team from way down in Oregon County. But they have a very tough assignment. They have St. Louis Lutheran North to play, and Lutheran North is there every single year Mm. because they are pretty doggone good and always have been. Anyway, that's all coming up Thursday, Friday, Saturday at Great Southern Bank Arena and Hammond Student Center, first week of the state championships. The larger schools are next weekend, and then that ends Springfield's hosting role after five years. Goes to Columbia, University of Missouri, for another five years, then who knows where.
2: What about our college teams around here? Are they uh, how they doing?
1: All right, can tell you a little bit about the college teams. I'm afraid the Missouri State Bears have I can't say that either because there are there's the uh, NIT, which is hugely unlikely for them, but the CIT tournament, which I don't know too much about it. As far as the NCAA men's for the valley, it'll be either Drake or Bradley. They're playing this afternoon. And for the ladies, the Lady Bears have their conference tournament coming up next weekend up at the Quad Cities area. They play in the city of Moline. But the Lady Bears got smoked this weekend on Friday and on Sunday. Friday by Drake, Sunday by Northern Iowa, and it dropped them down into the play in round. Oh no. So they have the they have they have the first they have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They have to win in four games in four days to get it done. Drury's Lady Panthers are playing for their championship, I uh, believe <clears throat> later on, excuse me, <clears throat> later on this afternoon, and that's their conference championship. they're in regardless. This is a team that is number two in America at 28 and 1. They're pretty doggone good. It is a championship level team. Their one loss is to the number one team in the country, which they will probably play in the regionals coming up next week. Missouri Tigers, they go to the SEC. The SEC begins on uh, in, in Nashville on Wednesday, I believe, and I don't know where the Tigers are seated in that, but they're probably going to be pretty high. So, Number four? I believe they're four, yeah. Well, that means they'll miss the first two rounds then and then go on from there, and they're pretty good. Missouri can shoot the ball well. They play. They're quick. They can play very good defense. They can be a real thorn in somebody's side, and I think despite what they do in the conference tournament, I think they get in anyway. But as far as a consensus team to win the championship, you know, there's always back in the old age, hey, UCLA, they're always going to win, or Kentucky's always going to win. You can't do that this year. There is no consensus number one. There are a lot of teams who can lay claim to it, but having proven themselves, no. If, I think it's a wide-open tournament.
2: If Jake were here, he'd be screaming, Kansas, Kansas, Kansas!
1: Mm-hmm. Well, except that they got walloped yesterday in a regular season finale, and now they go on to the Big 12 tournament, which is up in Kansas City. And Kansas will do well. Uh, any Bill Self team is going to be a, a legitimate and strong contender in any kind of championship-level team. They're that good. But, again, that's the, the vagaries of basketball. Anything can happen. And it's it's a wide open circumstance. Did you watch uh, the Duke North Carolina game last night? No, but I know that North Carolina lost. I do know that.
2: Yeah. Do you feel like that's lost some cachet? There's because no of the question coaches? about it. When well, yeah.
1: when Dean Smith lost they they had they had a and Roy Williams. Roy Williams had them playing very well, but now they have Hubert Davis, a former player, and he's a good coach and all that. But it has lost. Uh, how uh, it's lost a lot of its credibility when you change coaches. The same with Duke. Coach Shire is a good coach, but he's not Mike Krzyzewski. And as a result, you don't have that same level of omnipotence that a lot of schools would like when you're you're playing at that top level. Oh, we're playing this and such and so and so. And it doesn't have that level of psychological power to it anymore. So, yes, I think there is a big difference.
2: You know, the ACC was really – a product, a child of ESPN. Oh, yeah. It was is a, a good, very good basketball league, but ESPN broadcast the ACC all the time <laughs> during the 80s and 90s. And so you mm-hmm. got Duke, North Carolina, and you got Spoonfed, all that stuff. And the same thing goes with the SEC. They did the same thing, and they've kind of become the children of ESPN that, that they've elevated these two leagues to the stature that they're at. Now, I'm not saying that they're not deserved, But when you give a league, especially in the college levels, in the college ranks, that much attention, you know, kids are sitting at home watching and going, you know, I want to play for Duke. I want to play for Alabama. I want to go play for those schools. And they see that and that's just another leg up that these programs get over some of these other programs like, you know, Missouri Mm -hmm. or Kansas or other places like that.
1: You're in the reason that happened is because they're in the major metropolitan areas yep. and the East Coast of course identifies very strongly with all the East Coast teams. Another big beneficiary has been the Big East Conference. Yep. And now they have they have changed their whole structure a little bit, but having said all that, still very good basketball but a product of what TV can produce for you. And what do you call it, Big Monday and Big Tuesday and all this sort of thing? Well, they never mm. used to exist before, but it does now because those games are presented for you. And, yeah, Joe, I can't disagree with you. That's that's a very good perception.
2: Oh, I'm sure you
1: could disagree with me. Well, I will. but
2: <laughs> <laughs> About something else. When we come back, we'll uh, talk more about hoops and baseball and XFL or whatever else we can think of. So stick around.
0: You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network.
2: World champion Kansas City Chiefs or Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. We get to say that now. Let's talk a little bit about baseball, if I can talk. We're uh, watching the Cardinals and the Mets right now. Game's on our sister station, the Bull. So if you want to listen after we're done, you can listen. That's a good thing. We're your we're your sports group around here. Cardinals uh, behind right now. I believe it's four to one. Mets have the lead. What uh, what's going on in the world of the St. Louis Cardinals?
1: Well, they're going through a, a bit of a metamorphosis with their squad because some of the top players will be leaving. I think after today, many of the other teams have already they've already departed. But in the Cardinals, I noticed Arnottos in there. Didn't see Goldschmidt if he's playing or Wainwright or some of those. But they'll all report to the camp of Team USA, which is going uh, playing in the World Baseball Classic, which will start officially with games next Saturday. Now, some of them, including Team USA, will have exhibition games on. Thursday and Friday, Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, I guess it is, but in terms of the competition itself, which will conclude in about a week and a half. Toward the uh, end of of, uh, March is when they'll end it up. The 19th, 20th, and 21st is where they'll end it. But that's World Baseball Classic. A four-year, every four years this happens. So in terms of the Cardinals, a lot of the younger players, Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn and some of these others, getting a chance to play. That's a very big deal in these exhibition games because these are, yeah, they're exhibitions. They don't count. But it's a very important time for grading players Coaches, uh, owner staffs, individuals who have a lot of credibility into how a team is going to be formed for not just this year, but several years, how they play in these exhibitions against other major league teams is very important.
2: The feeling's got to be pretty positive going into the season for the St. Louis Cardinals, right? Alec, you're you're a Cardinal fan. What do you think?
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. Baseball's back. I I do think this is a good squad that the Cardinals have, but I'm just I'm having trouble being more optimistic this year versus any other year. Using like Yadier Molina, I think will ultimately be harmful to the pitching staff. I think we will notice that. We did get Wilson Contreras, whose bat will be noticeably better than Yadier Molina's. So where does that leave us? Probably about where we were when we ended last year, which was a team that won the division and got beat in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> and that is good, you know. A lot there's a lot of teams that would kill for that right now, but short of short of some of these young guys really stepping up, my outlook is I expect you know more of the same. It's looking pretty similar, but with the World Baseball Classic going on, I think if you're a young player right now, you're very grateful for how many guys <laughs> the Cardinals have going to that because this is this is as good an opportunity as you are ever going to get. At the Mason wins and Jordan Walkers. Nolan Gormans, a lot of these young guys, this is their chance to force the management's hand and say, I deserve a spot on that opening day roster. And when you know, it's a good problem to have to have a lot of talent. But if you if you go out there and you perform better than anyone else in your position, it doesn't matter if I'm twenty or if I'm thirty. I'm I'm your guy.
1: Another key element missing is Albert. I don't care what anybody tells you, the fact that he will not be there. Yeah, he muddled through, so to speak the early part of last season. But when they needed his bat to come on, oh, my goodness. He was right there to help him out. It's where he achieved the 703 home runs. It was down the stretch from the latter part of July right on through. He was hitting home runs at a great clip. When did he end up with 24? Is that what it was? It's 703 as a total. But he, he carried that team in the final couple months of the season. We also pointed out another big difference, too, that's forthcoming this year in the numbers of games within their division that they will play, it is six games less. And that's six games less against the Pittsburgh Pirates, Chicago Cubs, Cincinnati Reds. Hey, hey I'm not knocking them, but that's where the Cardinals got she well. Truth hurts, last year. my friend. So yes, it, it does make a big difference.
2: Yeah, they went to an unweighted schedule. Typically, Major League Baseball teams play more teams in their own division, which if you play in a National League Central, It is something where there is the bottom part of that division is not great and is advantageous to you. If you play in some place like the American League East, you can get beat up all season long because it's a very tough division. All those teams typically above or right around the 500 mark. So it'll be interesting to see how this works out because this is one of those, I, I call it trendy, this is a trendy move mm-hmm. to go back to the unweighted schedule and uh, in about five or six years from now, some there'll be talk that comes back around that says we need to go back to the weighted schedule <laughs> because nobody wants to see the St. Louis Cardinals play um, the Texas Rangers or, um, you know, just teams. That, I guess the Rangers is not a fair comparison because they did play them in the World Series, but. You know, nobody wants to see the Cardinals play the Tampa Bay Rays or teams like that because
4: they just don't want to. I think it's interesting. I know it's the Yankees, but if you look you look at Bush Stadium's busiest, biggest weekend last year, I would wager it was the one when the Yankees were in town.
1: And it will be this year, too. And, yeah.
4: and, you, know, and you know, again, slightly weighted example because it's the Yankees, but I, I personally would rather go to a game where it's like, well, who are they playing? You know, I'm going to get to go, I'll be there on opening day and they'll be playing Toronto. I've never gotten to see Toronto play. That's real, that's really cool. I I've meanwhile multiple times I've seen Cincinnati, Chicago, Pittsburgh, and Milwaukee because when you go to a game, there's about a fifty percent chance you're seeing one of those other teams. So I think I'm excited for it, seeing it, and I think it's a good thing to see new, new teams come into your town because there's a lot of really good players out there that you will now get a chance and to Alec, see.
1: And This is all part of the new scheme, and there, we haven't talked yet about the new rules in the game. Another key one is the timing devices that are going to be used. Uh, I've seen where it's either 14 seconds or 18 seconds or 15 seconds and 20 seconds. I'm not sure which is the correct one. I think it's 15 and 20, but whatever. That's going to very much quicken the pace of the game. We saw it here with the Springfield Cardinals. Their games were shortened by about 25 minutes. That's what it came back Mm. out, out to last year as the Pitch clock was used. And that'll be the same with Major League Baseball. But it's getting used to it. It'll be the pitchers and the batters who have to acclimate themselves to the timing and the pitchers to the numbers of times they can throw to first base. That's a big, big deal, folks.
2: Josh, what about you? You're uh, our Cubs fan here in the uh, studio.
3: Well, I just want the Cubs to compete, whatever that means for them, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Which doesn't mean much, usually. I mean... The problem with the Cubs is their franchise makes money, so they their ownership doesn't feel like it needs to push for another championship. I mean, there's no pressure on them. The fans don't put pressure on them. The fans come out and watch the games. So that's the problem with being a Cubs fan is they strive for mediocrity. <laughs> I have a couple of questions, though. Okay. On, on the World Baseball Classic, what's the format? Is it? Do they play three game series? Do they play? Is it single elimination?
1: No, it's it's a it's double elimination. Okay. I believe the way they work. But no, you don't play everybody else. It all depends okay. on on what your region is.
2: Don't they play in a pool where they yeah, do a round robin and it's then pool. they come out of that? It's it's very much like World Cup soccer. Okay,
3: okay, that's what I was. So they play everybody in their group, correct? And then the top two come out of the group, and then it's an yeah. elimination. But do they play multiple? You said double they double elimination. Each, each so team a winner's bracket and a loser's bracket. Not,
1: not no, not in the pool okay. play. But you can lose a game or lose two and come back and maybe play that same team again. That's what I'm making okay. reference to. Okay. But they'll play in a fourteen pools and the USA has Great Britain Mexico, and I've forgotten who the fourth one, maybe maybe Dominican Republic. I'm Ooh, not sure. That's tough. That would but be a tough one. I'm not certain that's who it yeah. is. But I do know their first World Baseball Classic game is against Great Britain. And they, they have some okay. a few Major League players on there. My the, other question the is – rules are pretty loose in co- qualifying.
3: Are them. the new Major League Baseball rules being applied to the World Baseball Classic? That one
1: I don't know, but I think they are. Okay, so they're
3: going to have the pitch clock and all that. Okay.
1: I would assume that is the case, but I don't know that as a fact. No. Okay. But they, when they start, though, it, it is going to be interesting to see how they get through the pool play. USA will play their games in Arizona at Chase Field in Arizona. There's another pool that's playing in Tokyo. Another one that's playing in Miami, mm. and uh, where the fourth one is maybe Mexico City. <clears throat> Not sure of that. But I do know that when it ends, the championships will all be in Miami. And that's March the 19th, 20th, and 21st. Okay.
2: The Major League Baseball website is, oh, well, here it is. Here we go. We'll take a look at this really quick. Czechoslovakia, it looks like. Really? (laughs) Is playing against Japan. Netherlands against, I don't know who that is. Don't know who those teams are. Colombia versus Mexico. Dominican versus Venezuela. Great Britain versus USA. And uh, yeah, I uh, these abbreviations are not helping me out. They, they've they've changed all the uh, geographies since I was a <laughs> child, so I don't know what's what anymore. But anyway, it's interesting. I'm I'm a fan of the World Baseball Classic. I think it's really interesting to watch, especially since nobody has I believe nobody's repeated. I think the first year Japan won. I think the second year it was. Um, the Dominican, possibly.
1: I know that the last time they played, USA won. USA won, Beat which Puerto was really
2: Rican. cool because, it, you know, it's our game. Hey, we should win occasionally. Well, except <laughs> right. that
1: the players on the Puerto Rican team were mostly from our major leagues here. Yeah, the- that's right. right. It is That is
2: right. <laughs> when we come back, we'll tell you what we're going to watch on TV this afternoon. It's Ned Talk.
0: You're listening to Ned Talk. On 104.7, The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7, The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network.
2: We're enjoying these new blackout rules that Bally uh, Network is doing because for some reason our, the TV in the studio just keeps blacking out. We're watching the Cardinals and the Mets. At least I think that's what we're watching. I don't know if there's something else happening here or not. We'll do. It. Oh, there it is. It's back. It's Ned Talk, your local live sports talk show. We talk baseball, football, basketball. I don't think we've ever talked wrestling, have we? We talked. We did talk a little wrestling back in the day, didn't
4: we? You told us about wrestling? watching wrestling at uh. You mixed up Wimbledon and Wembley on my yes, first show. Yeah, Wembley. And we were all blown away that you were watching WWE at Wimbledon. Wimbledon yeah, Wimbledon.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was also drinking a lot back then, so. <laughs> I may have thought I was at Wimbledon, but I was really at Wembley. <laughs> this tennis yeah. is so different from what, what I used so to see. Remember Hulk Hogan serve
2: being this good? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you going to home and watch this afternoon, Ned? Probably watch the Missouri Valley Championship game, which is Drake Bradley arguably the two best teams in the league and it's worked out that they play for a championship we'll probably watch that but i also have some garden work that i need to get started since it's going to be warm i'll probably do a little bit of that too
2: what are you gonna garden
1: i have to do some trimming of the hedges and. Things. nobody's looking at the hedges <laughs> <laughs> my, my uh, critics are <laughs>
2: uh, was this the worst super bowl commercial the caddyshack commercial it's just terrible
3: for several of
2: those. Yeah, this one. This was terrible. This was terrible. Sorry. For anybody that made that, I'm sorry. It was just a terrible commercial. <laughs> you can do better. Should have been. Re- yeah, you need to do better next year. Come back with your A game.
4: All right. What about you, Alec? What's on the afternoon agenda? Oh, you know, I'm not 100% sure. Probably some have Cardinals on in the background, some basketball. It's fun this time of year. Anywhere you look, there's a basketball game on, and it's normally pretty competitive. So, Josh.
3: I'm gonna to try to watch some baseball this afternoon. I, I got to do some laundry and some stuff in the house, so I can have the TV on and check it out as I go. So I'm gonna to try to watch some baseball.
2: Well, that sounds really good. You know, I uh, I've I really enjoy watching spring training baseball, but these first couple of weeks are really good, and then after you get past that, it's just like, oh, can we just please start the yeah.
1: season already? Regular season. I'll tell you what, please. we better do, guys. And I can't tell you when, and I'm not gonna s- predict that if it happens. But somewhere along the line, our TV viewing habits are going to change here pretty rapidly to if Bally and the AT&T Regional Sports Network go under, and there's a good chance that they will declare bankruptcy. And Major League Baseball is going to pull the plug and redistribute how these games hmm. are watched. Hmm, That should be interesting. And as it may we, be coming up here pretty, pretty shortly.
2: Yeah. So, well, we'll just uh, keep our fingers crossed and see if we can't uh, – Find baseball somewhere to watch. Enjoy your afternoon of sports. Ned, I will see you next week sometime.
1: Sure. Yes, next Sunday.
2: All right. Alec, You. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. I know that. And Josh Roberts, he's got all my tax information, taking it to his mom. <laughs> She's going to do my taxes for me. That's right. Tell your mom thanks. I will. I really appreciate <laughs> it. All right, guys. We'll see you next Sunday. If you're tuning in and you think, gosh, I missed a riveting conversation, you can download this as a podcast through our website at 1047thecave.com through your cave smartphone app. Or if you're one of those people that just likes to rove around and look for podcasts, just put in Ned Talk. You'll be able to find it. Thanks to Corbin Campbell, Mike, the intern, Brian Sindel, and Nick Fury. We'll see you guys next Sunday at noon Ned Talk.